Good morning. How's everybody doing? You know, I was really enjoying those bad, um, the, the, the scripture memory verses that the kids were doing from Moana. Um, you know, it's amazing. I can stand up here on this stage every week and our other pastors, when they preach, they do. We can stand like in front of a group of people and you can talk. And, and you know, and I, and I get up here every week. I get butterflies right before I come up here, I'll be honest with you, every, almost every single week. But um, it's amazing, like the guys will say, okay, we need to shoot a video to send out to everybody. And so you take your iPhone at home and you look into the camera. And the moment you look into that camera, you have to shoot that video 17 times for two minutes. It, when someone's got a camera on you, it, it, it really, oh, there's one, right, oh, no, no, it just, it, but, it, but it changes, it changes everything. And for those little guys to look into that camera and to tell you those verses, that's a big deal because they get nervous when, they, when, when they're looking into that camera. But it's amazing that they're all memorizing scripture and just they, they still got it going on. And, and like Pastor Doyle said, we put a little pause on the, the meeting in person just for a little while, but, but they're still doing it. They're, getting it. they're getting it done. Ought to be an inspiration to you and to me that we don't need to stop. Just because things around us change, we need to keep moving forward. And, uh, and so it ought, it ought to really get us inspired to do that. Hey, we're in this sermon series called Disciple, and uh, uh, Disciple, uh, be one and, and make one. And uh, I've, I've challenged you to make this one spiritual resolution for the new year is to become a better disciple. And we define a disciple as simply someone who's placed their faith in Jesus and they seek to follow him uh, in their daily life. So they're growing and they're learning uh, the things of Christ and becoming more like Christ in, in, in life. And that's what I hope that you guys are doing. So we're learning about that. And, and so today I want to talk to you about growing as a disciple. I want to talk, talk to you about the importance of, of growth. Uh, you know, we're going to see that if we're going to grow in holiness, if we're going to grow in Christ-likeness, if we're going to become more like him, that we have to continue to learn and how important it is to continue to learn, to never stop learning. We don't get to some place in our Christian life where we're, you know, we, we've learned everything we need to learn. It's a, it's a never-ending process until we go to be with the Lord or one day he comes back and gets us. So we need to always be growing. And uh, if, you're, if you're not continually learning, you're not continually growing. So we're going to look at this today. And uh, the first thing that I want you to see is, uh, we're gonna, uh, is this. Continual learning is essential for increased godliness. You got to continue to learn to grow in your relationship with, with Christ. Uh, Romans 12, 2, we've used, had this verse preached before and um, uh, back when we were doing the Roman series. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good, acceptable, and perfect. That verse says that if you want to grow in a way that pleases God, if you want to know God's will, if you want to grow in godliness and you want to become more like him, you have to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And, and so there has to be some kind of mental renewal that takes place. There has to be some kind of learning that's taking place, some kind of growth that's taking place. And uh, in other words, you have to learn new things. You have to learn the right things. And, and, and so we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And there are all kinds of verses that support the need and even the expectation of continual learning and growth. That's called discipleship. You know, we have a discipleship pastor, Pastor John, to help us and guide us in ways and, and, and tools that we can use to, to continually grow in our relationship with Christ. One great passage is in one of Paul's letters to the Corinthians. 
Paul actually, it's kind of an interesting verse because Paul kind of spanks, if you will, uh, the Corinthians a little bit. He, he's getting on to them a little bit about not learning and growing the way they ought to be growing and, and, and learning. He says this, he says in 1 Corinthians 3, 2 through 3, he says, I fed you with milk, not solid food. For you, he's using the analogy here of a little baby, you know, of a child. He goes, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And then he, then he says, then he sort of spanks him. He goes, and, and now you're still not ready for it. He goes, and now you're not, you're not yet ready. And he says, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, and, and, and are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? So they were behaving in a way that wasn't honoring God, wasn't bringing God glory. There's jealousy and there's strife among them. And Paul's going, you're still, you're still not going deeper. You're, you're still living off of this spiritual milk instead of solid food. So he said, you need to be learning. You need to be growing. You need to be gaining understanding. And by now you should be past this. So he's sort of getting on to him a little bit. And, and uh, he, he's saying, you're not growing and moving forward. Now, if you think about that passage in light of the one we just read, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Paul is telling them that you're still conformed to this world. You know, you're still conformed to the world. You're not growing. There, there's no mental transformation taking place. There's no learning taking place. You're not being transformed by the renewal of your mind. Paul wasn't happy about their lack of, lack of learning and their lack of growth. You see, there's an expectation that comes with being a believer. When we put our faith and trust in Christ and the Holy Spirit indwells us and, and we're giving spiritual gifts and, we're, and we should have a hunger for the word of God and the teachings of God and the things of God and we should continually grow in our relationship with God. And, and you know, you can tell when a person's growing. When a person's really growing, they get interested in the things of God. A person that's growing is gonna wanna come to church. A person that's growing is gonna wanna study God's word. A person that's growing is gonna want to serve. They're gonna want to do those things because the Holy Spirit in them is moving and they're learning and they're growing. You can tell if you're growing. If you have no desire to do and be the, 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 the things that are going on that God wants to have happen in the way he operates the church and the way he does all the things he does, if those things are not important in you, then there's probably no growth happening in your life. And so we need to pay attention to those things. Listen, I wrote this down. A lack of learning the things of God always results in a lack of growing in the ways of God. If you're somebody that tweets, tweet that. A lack of learning the things of God always results in a lack of growing in the ways of God. Another great verse is Mark 12, 30. It says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Now, Jesus is answering a, a scribe who asked him what the greatest commandment was. But the part of the verse I want you to pay attention to for our purposes today is with all your mind to love God with all of your mind. How do you love God with all of your mind? You continually learn about him. You, you grow in your understanding and knowledge uh, of the Lord. You become transformed by the renewing of your mind, like it says in Romans 12, 2. And here's what, here's what I want you to take away from this part of this. Continual learning is essential for increased godliness. Continual learning is essential 
for increased godliness. You've got to grow in your relationship with God. The reason we just saw those little children, the reason we have Awana and we put so much emphasis on those children memorizing scripture is because we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that continual learning is essential for increased godliness. That as they internalize those scriptures, as those become a part of their life, and if we bring them up that way and they begin to live their life according to those scriptures, they're going to grow deeper, even as children, in their walk with the Lord. And it's the same for you and me. We need to to continually learn about the things of God. Another thing that we need to understand is that continual learning is the mark of a wise disciple. If we are a disciple of Christ, a, a, a continual learning is a mark of a wise disciple, of a disciple who's getting it right. Yeah, there are a number of places in the Bible that speak about wisdom, a, a godly wisdom, especially in the Proverbs. There's all these wisdom verses there. Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. And that verse is saying that wisdom begins and ends with the fear of the Lord. Now, it's not a fear of being struck by lightning or, or it's not some fear of being struck dead. or It's not that kind of fear that I'm talking about. It's a fear that is a deep abiding, holy reverence and respect for the Lord. You know, that, that, you know just like we resp- as a child, we respect our parents and we have a fear. We know that, 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 that they're wise and that they have knowledge that we don't have. And when we look to our heavenly father, he has, he's the basis of all knowledge. So when we, we, he's wise and, and he cares about us. And he's watching us and he knows what's going on. He knows the hairs on our head. He, he knit us together in our mother's womb. He knows everything about us. And, and so we should have a holy, reverent fear that we, we want to do the right thing and bring him glory with our lives. And so the fear of the Lord, when we seek him first, then, then there you go. When we seek him first, that's the beginning of wisdom. When we fear the Lord. Proverbs 9.9 says, give instruction to a wise man and he will, he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and, and he will increase in learning. So, so, you know, when we learn, when we're growing as a disciple and, and if, if we're living for the Lord and we're a good disciple and a wise disciple, as we're taught, we continue to learn and we continue to grow in righteousness. Proverbs 10.14 says, the wise lay up knowledge. That means they continue to learn but the mouth of a fool brings ruin near. So, so disciples continue to learn. Part, discipleship is all about learning. And so we need to continue to learn. Proverbs 18:15 says, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So we ought to always be growing. I don't know about, you know, you know I've been to school a lot in my life. I, you know, I, I never was probably the person you thought would go to school, but I did. I went in and I know our, our, a lot of our pastors here, just using us as examples, have, we've got a lot of schooling, all of us, have, you know, going to school and we're always growing. And, and you know, one of the things that I've, I've learned is as I go to school all the years, you know, you go to school and you keep in, in the educational system and you go and went and got a master's degree and then went and got, a, you never, there's always something to learn. There is always something to learn. And you don't have to go to formal education or whatever. Just studying your Bible, getting in a good small group where you're digging in and talking to people and and you're kicking things back and forth and and you're digging into the Word and trying to understand it. You will never exhaust things to learn. There are always things to learn. No matter, you, you know, you never get too smart. The moment you get too smart, you got a problem because you just think you're too smart. Okay, you're not really too smart. 
But he, so the wise lay up knowledge. Proverbs 23, 12 says, apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. There you go again. Our command is to apply, apply our heart to instruction. We should want to be instructed and to grow in our relationship with God and become all that we can for him. Never, ever, ever stop learning. God expects continual learners. And if we're gonna be good disciples, if we're, gonna, if we're gonna do the right thing and follow Jesus, we have to continually learn, continually learn. And if we'll do that, here, here's what happens. When, when you continually learn, you continually grow. And when you acquire the right kind of knowledge and you're looking into God's word, you become a better disciple. And so now you're more effective for, king, for the kingdom. You can advance the kingdom. You can be a part of God's movement in a way that you can't if you don't learn. We gotta, if we're going to learn the things of God, it's just common sense that we need to study the things of God. And the Bible is our primary source. Scripture is our primary source. It's our textbook, if you will, in, in learning. It, it, you know, it, it, it tells us in, it, in the Scriptures that it's sufficient for training us in righteousness, you know, and, and, and it rebukes us when we need to be rebuked. And get, in other words, it gets onto us when it, it, it went the, in James, it says we look into it. It's like looking into a mirror. It reflects back to us. It says that it's, it's sufficient for training us in righteousness, it's for teaching us everything we know for, need to know for life and living. So from Genesis to Revelation, the inspired you know, word of God, the inerrant, inspired, infallible word of God is our textbook. And if we'll dig in and we'll learn and we'll apply what we learn, we can grow. Proverbs 2, 1 through 5 says, my son, if you receive my words... Okay, think about this. Okay, this talking about the word of God. If, son, if you receive my words and you treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You got to work. You got to put forth the effort. Those verses simply imply continual learning. You never get to a point where you don't need to learn about God and more about God. I can't tell you, and I know this is just, you know, this. I, I, you, know, you read your Bible. How many times have you done this? You read your Bible and you've been studying. You've heard a verse. You've heard it so many times and you're in your prayer time maybe in the morning and you're just reading a passage of scripture and all of a sudden there's this passage of scripture and you've read that passage of scripture maybe a hundred times in your life. You've heard it preached and everything and you just read it and then all of a sudden it's like God just reveals a little something in there that just rocks your world. Ever had that happen to you? Yeah, growing in the knowledge of God. And if we seek it, the, you know, in James it says that if we will seek wisdom that, and we'll pray for it and we will ask God for wisdom, that he will give us wisdom. It doesn't say he might. It doesn't say he'll think about it. Or he doesn't, doesn't say he'll look at you and go, I'm not giving you any wisdom. He, it says if we as believers will seek wisdom, that he will give it to us. And listen to how it says, liberally and without reproach. Now that doesn't mean liberally politically, okay? I know we're all whacked out. So don't, no. That means he'll give it a lot of it to you. Okay, he'll give it to you. He won't hold back. He'll give it liberally and without reproach when we ask for wisdom. If you want to be a wise person in God's eyes, continual learning is necessary. 
You can't, you can't stop learning. And if you're going to be a continual learner, you need to understand that it's going to require discipline. And that's the next thing I want you to see is that continual learning requires discipline. First Timothy tells us this. It says in First Timothy 4, 7, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. If you're going to be a continual learner and grow in godliness, you're going to have to be intentional about growing in godliness. You, we do not learn. Now, we do learn some things just by sort of osmosis. I mean, you grow up and you just walk around and you learn things. You learn things like don't step off the stage. You just learn that. You learn don't put your hand on a burner on a stove. You know, you, you learn, yeah, you do learn some things, but there are things that you have to be intentional about. And, and growing in godliness, we, we need to get into the word of God and we need to be intentional about our study. Age and experience alone will not increase your spiritual maturity. Just because you're older than somebody else doesn't mean you're more spiritually mature than somebody else. And that's a valuable lesson a lot of us could learn. There's some young folks that really love Jesus and they have grown in the knowledge of God and, and, and they could teach us a thing or two, right? You know, we need to understand that. Becoming like Jesus doesn't happen accidentally. It doesn't happen accidentally. It doesn't happen incidentally or automatically with the passing of time. You just don't automatically become like Jesus. Learning and growing in godliness is a discipline and we have to discipline ourselves and be intentional about the growth. You have to want it. You got to want it. I mean, and you have to put forth the effort. It's critically important to understand this because as we go through life, we're going to learn stuff. You're going to learn stuff and I'm going to learn stuff. Like I said a moment ago, as we go through life, either you're going to learn in one or two ways. You're going to learn by intention or you're going to learn by accident. One of those two ways. Intentional learners have a plan. People that are, are, are intentional about learning, they have a plan. They focus on things that matter. They learn things that help them live their lives pleasing to God. Accidental learners just pick up whatever comes along. They just go through life and they put their hand on a hot burner and they go, better not do that again. And, and that's, you know, that's accidental learning. You might pick up, you might hear something. But if you're not intentional, the problem is, is you're going to hear things that aren't true and you're going to believe them to be true, right? And so you got to be very, very careful. And, and uh, you get bits and pieces of information. And then you take one bit over here and one piece over there and you form it. A lot of people that I talk to over the course of my Christian life is, is they live their Christian life accidentally. And here's what I mean. They don't ever intentionally really study to understand theological concepts and doctrine and what this means, what does sin mean, what does salvation mean. They never really study. They watch a TV program and they hear this guy or this woman say this, and then they go over here and they read some book by some weirdo author and they get an idea over there. And then their grandmama had a favorite Bible verse, so they memorize their grandmama's favorite Bible verse and they get all these bits and pieces of information and they form their theology. I call that grandmama's home-cooked theology. And it stinks. Okay? So, so, because they're just picking it up accidentally. No, you've got to be intentional ab about it. Sadly, today, too many people put their, place their entire worldview and their frame of reference from doing life. They, 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 they frame it from what they learn from the culture around them. 
They, 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 you look at what the TV says. What are you learning from TV? What, what books are you reading? What about, what about social media? Let me just tell you something right now. Social media is designed to create a frame of reference for you. Netflix, watch the Social Dilemma documentary. The whole purpose of many of the social media mediums, I'll say all of them, is to get you engaged and coming back. So they give you stuff that feeds whatever you, the frenzy in you, whatever you want fed, and they watch what you're doing and what you're looking at and listening to what you're saying. And so they, they get all this stuff and they keep feeding you what you want to be fed. Now, what are they trying to get you to have a particular worldview? Well, you know, we could all talk about that, but here's what they're really trying to do. They just want you to stay on social media so you keep seeing ads and you keep buying stuff so they can make money. And that's what they're doing. But this is new in our culture, relatively new. Used to be television that we worried about. Now it's social media because they literally are framing your reference to everything. They are creating a worldview for you. And because we're busy and we're accidental learners instead of intentional learners, we're picking this stuff up and forming views. I would dare to say that it's social media is a big part of the reason that today people from opposite political parties in our country can't sit down and have a reasonable discussion. Social media has made each side hate each other because they keep feeding you when you go, whatever your particular leanings are, you go and you go online and they feed you how bad the other side is and how good you are. And then they feed the other side how good they are and how bad you are. And after a point in time, nobody wants to talk to anybody because you believe the crud that you're being fed because somebody wants you to buy a bun bun. That's what it's all about. It's ridiculous. And it's accidental learning. You'll never be a disciple if that's where you're going to get your information from. So many people, sorry, soapbox, okay. But if you would just choose a good book, perhaps this book, and you would dig in, and you would get your information from here, and you would learn how to treat people from here, and you would look at all the governmental stuff that you're so worried about and see what God says about how he's in control of that, nobody else is. You quit worrying about it and worry about things that matter like telling somebody about Jesus or getting your life where it needs to be. If we spend as much time worrying about Jesus as we do about these political parties, we could change the world for good. So get a life. Survey. Survey, 40, I'm sick of this stuff. I am sick of this stuff. The election's over. Start praying. Living your life, telling people about Jesus, becoming a better disciple. That's where you can make a difference. You wanna make a difference? There's your place. Survey, 45% of Americans say they never read a book. Television decides what you'll be presented or social media. They're all, I mean, 
surveyed about 3,000, there was LifeWay, surveyed about 3,000 Protestant churchgoers. 90% said, I desire to please and honor Jesus Christ in all that I do. 19% of those people said they read their Bible every day. Not going to be much pleasing going on. Nielsen reports that the average American watches five hours of television a day. Over an hour's time a day spent on smartphones, two hours and 46 minutes a day listening to the radio, and goodness gracious, how much time do we spend with our telephones in our hand on social media? So let me ask you a question. Who and what is driving what you're learning? Who and what is driving what you're learning? I'll tell you who. ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox. If you're going to grow in godliness, you've got to be disciplined. Let me give you some suggestions for continual learning. Daily Bible intake. Read the Word of God. Get a Bible reading plan. Read your Bible and study your Bible. Get a some kind of devotion. Get some kind of Bible study. Get you know that'll help. Get in a small group. Get in a small group of people that are talking about it and think maybe it's the sermon they're using. They're unpacking what was talked about and the passages that were talked about and, and, and get involved in a group so you can interact with other believers and, 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 and you can learn from each other, pray for each other in, in the group. Do a Bible study. Read good books. You can get books on audio if you're not a reader. Journal. Journal your thoughts and your prayers. What is God showing you? Uh, and, and take a class, uh, you know, some kind of class, something maybe here, um, you know, talk to our pastors, talk to Pastor John about what would be a good discipleship thing for, for you to do. There's all kind of things that we can do. But guys, let me just tell you, we've got to grow. We have got to be serious about growth. We, we, we've got to be intentional. We, we cannot let this be accidental. And, and I'm just, I, I'm telling you, we cannot let the culture continue to shape our theology. Our theology, what we believe about God and how we understand God and how we live our lives for God has got to be shaped by the word of God. We've got to do that. And, and, and let me just say something before I wrap up here to all you adults that are sitting here. I know right now we got some kids in here too because we're not doing, the, we're pausing the children's ministry right now. But just let me just tell you something. Guys, I, I was having a conversation with somebody just Yesterday, yesterday or the day before, and we were talking about this. And I said, you know, what bothers me, and I'm just going to be real honest with you for a moment, what really bothers me right now is when I see our world moving the way it's moving and the things that, that, that are totally contrary to Scripture and there's different things that are happening. And, and, and the Scriptures, by the way, tell us it's not going to get better. Guys, the Scriptures really do. They tell us it's, it's not going to get better. But when I, when I look at that stuff, I was telling this person, look, you know, what really bothers me is that I'm, six, I'm 64 years old. I'll be 65 this year. Okay, I'm at the tail end of all this stuff. I mean, I know hopefully God will give me a lot more years, but, but I'm sort of, you know, my, you know, I've moved to the, to the fourth quarter here, and, and, uh, and, and, and you know what, the world's changing and all that kind of stuff, and I don't know what kind of changes that I'll see, but I look at my grandbabies, and man, I'm scared to death. So we need to train those little guys up like we saw happening up here. 
to be warriors because they're going to need to be warriors. And, and we're gonna, we need to turn the television off a little bit. And we need to take the iPads away a little bit. We need to take, don't let them, you can let them spend some time on there. Guard everything that they look at. Because I've got some news for you. Those tech people in tech world, they spend billions and billions of dollars trying to suck us into that world. They can grab a little mind early on. And they will shape your child's future instead of you shaping your child's future. Be attentive. Don't be an accidental learner. Be an intentional learner. And make sure your kids are intentional learners. And when they're little, you have to be intentional for them because they're just all over the place. Raising kids is like herding cats. You know that. They're just all over the place, those little guys. But, but you can influence them, influence them, pour into their lives. Because, you know, like I said, probably one day there'll be things that'll happen, but I'll go on to my great reward, and a lot of you in this room will be going on to your great reward. But those little guys, they'll still be here, and they'll be running the show. Let's raise up warriors for the cause of Christ. But you need to be a disciple if you're going to raise a disciple. Okay? We need to grow as a disciple. Hey, it all starts. You know where it starts, right? It starts with a relationship with Jesus because you can't be a disciple if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. That's what discipleship is all about, becoming a follower and a disciple of Jesus. And the Bible tells us if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, that we can be saved. We will be saved, it says. So if you are here today and, and maybe God has spoken to you today and you feel him tugging at your heart, you respond to him in the affirmative and you pray and ask him to forgive you of your sins and to save you and place your faith and trust in him and become part of his family matter of fact I will pray and, 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 and listen it's not my prayer okay it's, it's, it's not a, like I'm waving some wand over the crowd and I pray this prayer and everything's great no you've got to pray and it's got to come from your heart you got to be sincere and genuine but if you feel God calling you and gripping your heart, you respond and just pray right now with me. Just pray, Jesus, I am a sinner. And God, right now I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. And I'm asking you to cleanse me of my unrighteousness. I'm asking you to make me part of your family. So God, right now in the best way that I know how, right now where I am with the knowledge that I have and everything, God, I'm just laying my life at your feet. And I'm asking you to cleanse me of my sin. And I'm, and I'm committing my life to you. Jesus' name, amen. And maybe you're here today and you are a, a follower of Christ. But maybe if the truth is known, you haven't grown in a long time. Maybe you're on cruise control. Maybe you've gotten to that point to where you're allowing the culture to shape your theology instead of the Word of God shape your theology. And maybe you need to get back to where you need to be and, and get things back to the Word of God and get back to the center of where things need to be. You need to pray and ask God to help you to do that. Maybe you need to come up and put a prayer request on the crosses and pray for someone. Maybe you're watching online right now and, uh, and, 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 and you're not here. You can't come put something up on the cross, a prayer request or something, but you can get online and you can, you can email that to us or text it to us or call us and let us know if you have a prayer request. And, and listen, there's nothing special about this room 
when it comes to putting your faith in Jesus. If you're sitting in your living room right now, if you're laying in bed in your PJs right now, you can get on your knees right now and ask Jesus Christ into your life, just like anybody in this room can ask him. And I would encourage you to do that. I don't know what any of you guys need to do, except I know you need to be a good disciple and I know you need to grow. But you know what you need to do. And if you'll follow what God is prompting you to do, I will promise you this, you will never go wrong. So stand with us now as we continue to worship through song. And you do whatever God leads you to do. And if you made a decision today, make your way to the back and talk to one of the people on our prayer team.